What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Faith is Motivation podcast. Here on this podcast, we look to inspire people in motivation, finance, fitness, and overall happiness. That is our mission statement. We're going to be breaking that down later. This is our third episode. If you've been with us this long, we appreciate it. We appreciate you coming back out and showing your support. We really try hard. We really work hard. We try to make this the best we can possibly make it. I'm one of your hosts, Darian Hawkins. If you need to find me, you can find me on my socials at Instagram, dahawk 40 That is also my Twitter. You can find my business pages at Darian Hawkins Agent and Darian Hawkins Realtor. I am a real estate agent, so if you have any properties you're looking for in the Kentucky area, you can contact me on those. I'm pretty sure all of my contact information are on those accounts. Yeah, let's pass it over to Chris. Yeah, well, what's up, guys? Um, just uh, FYI, I am under the weather right now. I've been buying it for about three days now. If y'all want to follow me on any of my socials, you know what it is. Oh my goodness. If you follow me on my socials. YouTube, YouTube hates it. <laughs> you know what it is. Oh, God. You I don't know, know what it is. I don't know if it is. We or went not, all but... the way from overseas. <clears throat> Coming but, uh... to visit our big sea. But my voice will come in and out, So, but I'm still here. I'm going to still do the best I can, guys. My socials, if y'all want to follow them, is uh, Instagram at RipperKillStreak, Twitter at 00Horn65, which you'll see all my updates for when I stream. Uh, Twitch is RipperKillStreak, and Facebook Gaming is RipperKillStreak. If y'all want to come over and watch me stream, I know past couple streams have been the brand new Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, so come out and check it out. I didn't even know there was a new Call of Duty. Yeah, just launched uh, last Friday. I mean, I can't I can't keep up. I cannot keep up. It's every year with this. Every single year, it's like a new one. Oh. Boom, 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 boom. I can't keep up. Oh no, they're going bi yearly now. So this Call of Duty bi year, two yeah. years. Yeah, they're not. Cap. That's cap. I right, so. Bro, they they make so much money from Call of Duty Mobile. I wish I was kidding. Call of Duty Mobile. That yes. is. You know, to each their own. Like on a, on a cell phone, yeah, they're making as much as Fortnite is on a cell phone. Yes, who playing Call of Duty on cell phone, bro? It's it is, it's, it's literally it's That's literally lame. so easy, <laughs> easy, lame. Yeah, what? Yes, like, it is. Hey, yo, do you do you like get your controller? You like Bluetooth it on your cell phone and then stream yes, to the TV. I, no, you well, I don't do it. Like that? I dropped 140 with three nukes in uh, yesterday. <laughs> hey, if you're listening to this, understand Chris is trying to make money with video games. If you're walking around, going to work and playing Call of Duty Mobile instead of actually working on yourself, you are lame. Okay. <laughs> Call of Duty Mobile makes them money. I, I never thought, I never thought, I never thought I'd hear, hear this, but it is what it is. Um, so continuing on, I'll go ahead and I'll plug our podcast socials. Our podcast socials are faith is motivation on everything that's Spotify, YouTube, Apple podcast, and what other social media do we have? I think that's all of them. Oh, we have, we have an Instagram too. Faith is motivation pod. It's actually our biggest one. If you ever wanted to come on the podcast, you'd have to hit us up on that. Um, don't hit us up on our personal profiles asking about the podcast or Oh, can I come on the podcast? Because we are going to send you a link to the Instagram page. That is how we're going to do all of our bookings. That is how we're going to find all of our guests. It is ran through other members of our team. We don't do everything here. So moving on to 
today's episode and what we've been doing. So if you don't know what we've been doing and this is your first time tuning in, obviously I told us what we're about and I told us what this podcast is about. So for our first four episodes, we're breaking down four key points you need to success, key points that we believe will continue to be brought up throughout this podcast, throughout us trying to guide and inspire and motivate four key points. And the first one is accountability, then discipline, social skills, and then we got emotional control, mental state cooped into one. So today we're talking about social skills. So if you haven't seen our last two episodes on accountability and discipline, I highly recommend you check those out. I think they're really, really good. I am a huge fan of the discipline episode. I think that one, we blew it out the water. I think that one, I think that one went great. So if you can, if you can check those out, highly appreciate it. And it'll kind of filter into what we're talking about today. And today we're talking about social skills. So going into social skills, let's start with why social skills are important. There's multiple reasons why social skills are important. First off, being socially adequate, being socially adept is, it makes you powerful. It makes you powerful. If you can speak in such a way that can grab the masses attention, it makes you, it makes you extremely powerful. If you can speak with confidence, if you can speak with sincerity and you can make people believe what you're saying it doesn't even matter if you tell a lie you can walk into a building and if you have the social ability you have the social adequacy to convince everybody that the sky is red guess what the sky is red that's how we get cults that's how you get dictators that's how you get people of high influence is through their speaking prowess right you can convince an entire group of people to obey you through your social skills, through socially, what do you think gaslighting is? And I'm not saying you should necessarily do these things, but these are the abilities that come with these things. It's one of the most powerful things you you, you will ever have, right? Um, for better or for worse, right? For good or for bad. It makes you a dangerous person. A dangerous person, a dangerous man is a valuable man. A man who is dangerous but does not act with that danger, does not act upon that danger, that has the emotional control um, to control that danger and to not use it, that is a that is a powerful man. That is a valuable person. That is you know, and that's important. That 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 is important. Being powerful and having the ability to be powerful and having the ability to be strong is extremely important, especially when you're building relationships. Which is you know another thing that's really big when it comes to social skills. You need to be able to build relationships. That's going to create you opportunities. Building relationships is going to create your opportunities. It's going to open doors. If you're able to shake hands with important people that can get you to important places, that can guide you in your realm of expertise, whatever that is, whatever business you're owning, whatever job you're working, right? You can be working in nine to five and you can create an empire if you're allowed to shake hands with the right people and build relationships with the right people. So you're thinking, okay, I'm working this nine to five. One day you could own own that company you work for if you shake the right hands and you make the right steps and you make the right connections, right? And then it also allows you to learn. So if you can't carry a civil intellectual conversation with somebody, you will never learn. So one of the things I do with a lot of people that I meet and a lot of people that I associate with and a lot of people I get a chance to talk to is I ask them multiple questions. I ask them, where do you want to be in five years? How do you plan to get there? What do you what do you think about your life now? How do you how do you create happiness within within your life, right? And I take what they tell me and I try to understand it, I try to comprehend it, and then I try to bounce other ideas off of them 
That way I can learn, I can expand. The best way to expand your knowledge of the universe is not going to be through schools. It's not even going to be through research, which I value very, very much. It's not going to be through school. It's not going to be through research. It's going to be through understanding other people and their stances, right? Because if you can understand why people think a certain way, that's all. That's automatically going to improve your social skills. That's going to improve your ability to interact with that person, to interact with other people. So if you meet someone that's like that person or grew up in a similar situation, you might be able to understand, okay, I already know this about them. I know they think this. So now I know how I can interact with them without offending them. I know how I can interact with them and sell to them, right? Because one of the biggest things in business is you always can constantly sell yourself, right? So I'm a real estate agent. I never say that I'm trying to sell someone a house. The very first thing before I ever sell anybody a house, I need to sell myself. They need to say, okay, this is a guy I want to work with as an agent. I need to sell myself before anything else. And in order to sell yourself, you need to understand who you're talking. To. If you're trying to sell yourself to a Democrat and you're a Republican, you obviously don't want to mention politics, but right. How do you know this person Democrat? Well, you should be able to pick up on social cues. How do you know these social cues? Because you interact with other people, because you bounce ideas off other people, because you know, okay, they speak like this. They act like this. They've mentioned this and I'm able to pick up on these subtle cues and these subtle hints. Right. And this all goes down to your social skills. Just to sit here and recap what you said, I, I definitely agree. And social skills definitely can lead to a, which uh, quote unquote, the dangerous man. Cause there's so many great leaders that have come and gone. And there's, and that's just mostly for the fact you, if you've ever sit down and watch some of those greatest minds in the world, you'll see that they had, they're so up there when they're social and their social skills, they can sit there when they speak those masses. It doesn't even matter if you're walking by as soon as you hear their voice, it's like, I have to hear this. I have to. And so the most modern ones, like um, Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs rose up. Great. Yeah. He, he rose up. He got fired from his own company. You gotta remember that guys. He got fired from his own company. We said this, I think it was like the first podcast. But he was in one he, of the demos. Yeah, was it? Okay, I couldn't remember too well. But he, but he rose through the ranks, and he socially knew everybody up higher. Yeah, and then of course I'm going to reference this guy. He's one of the most hated people in history, which is uh, which is Hitler. Which if some of y'all, I know they they don't go into his backstory too too often, but. He was a common soldier in World War One. He was no royal blood, nothing. And through writing books and being and being able to socially know the upper class and royals, he rose through the ranks. So whenever you go to college, speaking wise, they will touch heavily into watching him. So that's that's all I will say about that. Still a horrible man. I uh... but. So, but so, but speaking wise, he was great. I can, I, I'll actually go ahead and add on to that before, before I let you finish. We, you when we're talking about Hitler, right? This is a guy that was able to convince half of the world to do terrible, terrible things. He was able to convince half of the world to do some of the most awful acts ever ever in human history like that man is pure evil and he was able to convince people that he was actually good right so when you think of speaking skills and you think of the power that it has behind it 
if you if you develop your speaking skills, you can convince the masses to do anything. You can convince the masses to do more good. It doesn't have to be a it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Being socially adequate, being socially adept doesn't have to be a bad thing. It doesn't have to be a, a negative thing. It is a powerful thing. Power is used in the way that the person wielding it uses it. So it can be used for good or bad. But it is a powerful, powerful skill to be able to convince the masses, to be able to convince people to help you, to be able to convince people to have your back, to be able to convince, convince people um, to be by your side. And that's something Hitler was able to do through his, through his presence, through his prowess, through his speaking, through, through everything. That's all I wanted to touch on on that. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll just I'll reiterate it one more time. Hitler was a very was very evil. And the only thing that we, that as today as a society, that we are learning from him, well, there's two things. One is to not repeat what he did, but two, we're learning about how his, so, like how social his skills were, his social skills were so just out there. If you, and I know people cringe when they're like, I would, they don't want to sit there and listen to one of his speeches. <clears throat> I highly recommend just going to watch, just go watch and see why he was able to convince ha like half the world to go against, you know, the rest of the world. And it, it's kind of all inspiring, weirdly, just for the fact that his speeches never lasted very, very long. But he, his tone of voice, the way his posture and everything was, yeah. That, that's stuff, that's stuff we have to learn if you want to be very have very good social skills. Let's sit over here back to you, D. So now we're going to transition into social awareness. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're good. transitioning into social awareness. Uh, for people listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, we had some technical issues and we're back now and we had to fix it. But we're going to transition from our last topic into social awareness. Chris, you have a definition for that, correct? Uh, yes. Uh, for social awareness, the ability to take the perspective of and emphasize with others, including those from diverse backgrounds and cultures. And that was by education.mn.gov. Okay. So social awareness is extremely important. It's... It's the only way you can ever really understand another person's perspective or another person's point of view and their emotional point of view. So I obviously preach that people should have a certain level of stoicism about them. You need a certain level of stoicism. But when interacting with other people, you can't expect them to have that same level of stoicism. You can't expect them to have that same level of emotional control. It's important to attempt to understand their perspective, to break your own solipsism, to break your own egocentrism, which I think everybody has to some degree. It's important to break that, be able to sit in their shoes and understand their emotions and understand where they're coming from and understand their perspective, even if you do not agree with it. This is one of the things I think is extremely important, right? So we need the emotional control to remain stoic upon deliberating with somebody, but still understanding their perception and their stances and their, um, their point of view from an emotional level. This does not mean that we 
cater to or water down what we say for other people. This does not mean that what we say is invalid because it does cause some type of emotional harm or some type of emotion from these people. All it simply is, is creating an understanding. For example, it is a fact that being fat is your fault. That's going to hurt a lot of people's feelings. I understand that. I understand that a lot of people don't want to hear that. They don't want to accept that. They don't want to say, they want, they'd much rather say, I have a disease, Darian, like a, a, a clinical illness diagnosed by a medical professional because it's easier to say, I can't help it. Okay. And I can understand that. I can understand that point of view. That doesn't make me change what I want to say. That can change kind of the way I say it when I'm speaking to these people and I'm trying to help these people and I'm trying to guide someone, but it doesn't change what I'm going to stay, say. And I have the emotional awareness to understand the feelings that are going to come from that statement. I have the emotional awareness to understand the body language of somebody when I'm speaking to them. Like people shouldn't have to necessarily give you their stance or their point of views. When speaking to somebody about a certain topic, you should be able to read certain signs. You should be able to pick up certain body languages. You should be able to pick up certain tones in their voices that helps you understand, okay, so they may not be as receptive to this or they are receptive to this. You should be able to understand both points of view. Um, but it's really about when, when, when looking at emotional awareness and understanding other people's points of views, it's really about understanding their, it's really, yeah, really about understanding their side and understanding the emotions attached to it. Okay. This creates dialogue. We need to be able to debate. There needs to be two sides to almost every argument. That's the only way we can grow and expand our mind. I think that this is important in a lot of ways. This is one of the reasons why I think cancel culture is a joke. I think it's a joke that you cancel Donald Trump. I think it's a joke that you cancel Kanye West. I think it's a joke you cancel Andrew Tate. I think it's a joke you cancel anybody that wants to say anything. Because if there's no argument that exists on the other side, how can we evolve? How can we decide what the truth is if the other side doesn't exist? Does that make sense? Like you can, like you can tell me one thing, but if that's the only thing to exist and there's nothing to combat it, and there's no argument to go against it, then it must be true. But that's, but that's not the way we should come to the truth. That's not the way we should deduct the truth. We should hear both sides. We should hear both sides of the argument. We should be able to build from both sides of the argument and we should decide the truth from the facts and the arguments being presented. And I understand that there are going to be people out there that just stand on being wrong, right? So if I'm talking about, yeah, let's use racism as an example. So if we're talking about racism, most people know it's bad, but there are people out there that would disagree that racism is bad. There are people out there that disagree, that would say that there is a hierarchy of race. And there are people out there that's going to stand on this belief no matter what, right? They're going to stand on this belief and they are not going to change that, that thought. But there are people that may stand on less of a sturdy background or less of a sturdy um, footing. So being able to argue with these people who believe no matter what, and if we're able to argue with them and we're able to combat that argument publicly in the public eye in front of people, that could help these people who are not on that sturdy ground change their sides, change their opinion. Because at the end of the day, we're always going to have people who take one side and they're going to stay on that one side no matter what but it's really that dialogue and that converse that we're able to have 
openly, that we're able to have publicly, that we're able to have without censorship, that is going to be able to persuade the masses to one side or the other. You need both sides of the argument to exist. Otherwise, otherwise, we're, we're really just limiting. We're really just limiting um, our ability to persuade and our ability to converse and our ability to expand and our ability to to grow. Um, and I know I kind of ranted there. I'm kind of on and off the subject of social awareness, but that's kind of where we're at. Um, with that, I mean, it's important to have, and it's important to to see other people's point of views, and it's important to relate to them emotionally. But it's also important that we do have our own point of views, and we do have those open forms of dialogue. So, um, areas to improve socially. So, I'll start with the initial area that you do need to improve, and that's going to be your handshake. And when I say your handshake, I mean your first impression. Don't go practicing how to shake people's hands. It really it is what it is. Um, you want to, you want to make it you, firm handshake, right? First impressions. These are really important. These are really important. People say, "Don't judge a book by its cover." Asking someone not to judge is like is like asking someone not to move when you when you throw a rock at their head. You know what I'm saying? It's a very natural thing to judge people, and it's a very natural thing to judge people off rip. Okay, so if you're walking down the street. And you see people that look sketchy walking towards you, you're probably going to walk around them. And the reason why you're probably going to walk around them and try to avoid them is because that's your body telling you this is potentially a dangerous situation. If, like, that's important. That, that's how we do everything. When people walk up to me and they shake my hand, automatically I'm analyzing. Is this person dangerous? Is this person smart? Does this person know what's going on? Does this person care about their opinion, appearance? Does this person care about what they wear? Does this person, is this person a person I want to do business with? Is this a person that I want to meet? You analyze these things off rip. There's nothing you can do. It's a natural, it's a natural part of human design. So you can't say, I don't judge people by, by their handshake. I don't judge people by, yes, you do. Yes, you do. And if you don't, then you're literally fighting your natural instincts. The, the instinct that's kept us alive for centuries, you're fighting against those. Like, let's let's think, let's think, is this smart for a second? This has kept me alive for centuries. This is why humans have been able to prosper and grow. Why are we fighting against that? Okay, so your first impression is important. This is why you must dress nice. I don't care where you're going. You want to dress presentable, okay? Don't be rolling out of bed, going to Walmart in your pajamas, and a big t-shirt because you never know when you're going to shake the hand of someone important. You never know. And you want to be presentable. Okay. Learn how to carry a conversation. Learn how to answer questions. Know your answers to important questions before they're asked. People are going to ask you what you do. Typically, I, I'm just straight up. I let them know that I do a lot of things. And then I always like to transition that into I want to continue growing and I have high ambition and I want to reach da 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 da. Right. I always try to in, in transition into that because it creates more conversation. I always ask them questions and I always allow the conversation to go in a in a positive direction. And I do this with my social awareness by understanding what they're doing, by reading their body language, etc. There's a multiple things I need to do. But my first impression has to be on point. I have to give them a firm handshake. I have to look them in the eyes and I have to introduce myself properly. I have to be dressed nice. You do not want to shake hands with a millionaire with a dirt and you have a dirty t-shirt and sweatpants on trust me with no socks in your sand with no socks with your sandals 
Trust me, the way you look is important. Your first impression is important. People are going to judge you. It is natural for people to judge you. There's nothing we can do about that. So be ready to be judged. Accept it as the truth. Stop trying to fight. Stop trying to fight against it. People shouldn't judge me. Maybe, maybe people shouldn't judge a book by its cover. Maybe people shouldn't. But guess what? They do. And we got to accept it. So your handshake is important. Make sure you dress nice. Make sure you can articulate. Make sure you can speak well, especially when doing that initial handshake. And I'm going to pass it to Chris to go into the number two area to improve. Moving on to the second part, which is listening, which this goes basically just right after that first impression because as soon as the introductions are done, at that point, it's you know, both sides are listening. They're ears are all open gathering information that's just why it's be- sometimes it is better what right after those introductions and stuff to you know once someone else is talking sit there and just listen soak that information in you can still pick up on a lot of stuff just by sitting there listening you shut up you're listening to that information you're listening gathering it analyzing it and then you make your own thought and opinion about it yeah um understanding as well is <laughs> it's, it's you have to listen and you have to understand don't don't listen and be confused. You don't, you don't sound stupid. Uh, you need to listen and understand. And if you don't understand, you need to ask questions. That's all I wanted to put in. If you have anything else to to say, no, it's pretty. That was pretty much about it. And we'll go. I'll go ahead and throw right back here at Dave. Let him go into the third part there. Articulation. You got to be articulate. You got to be able to form thoughts, opinions, words, and use these words to make sense. Okay, so this is something that I personally have been working on major recently is learning new words to describe what I'm saying. That way I can I can get my thoughts and ideas out easier, simpler, more straight to the point. Um, You need to be able to articulate. You need to be able to speak. You need to be able to speak in a way that people can understand you. Okay, so you can listen, you can understand somebody, but if you can't put your words into an order in which someone else can understand them, there's no point of even speaking. You need to be able to use your words to form articulate sentences that people can understand. Okay, this is going to help your first impression as well because it's going to help you seem smart. This is going to help you seem like you know what's going on. This is going to help you seem like you can understand the English language. Okay, and um, I would even say this, man, if you're in America, if you can master English, you can master the 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 English structure that will probably be the only language you ever need to know. English is the most spoken language in the world as a second language or a primary language. Right. Most places you go in the world, they're going to speak English. So if you can master English, you can master the English structure, you can master English articulation, it's its going to go far, but you really, 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 really want to be able to get your thoughts out in a way that people can understand you. That is super important. Chris, anything to add to articulation or are we going to move on to number three or number four? Yes, number four. Um, nah. Um, you said from the back perspective, and Darian has come a long way. And I will, I will uh, sit here and say, I did, like I said earlier, I did five years in speech because there was certain there were certain words I couldn't say. I think R was my little thing I couldn't say, but that was so detrimental because every time I went to speak to somebody, and I could, there were some words that used R, I couldn't say them. I sounded so stupid. And it sounded like wabbit, 
Now you say rabbit. <laughs> yeah, rabbit. yeah, or like certain. Yeah, there's just some words I just could say. And it made me sound so stupid, and nobody wanted to associate me, which is why I was just kind of like a that that I was that kid. Like, it does sound nobody very wanted, intelligent. Yeah, nobody wanted to associate with me or anything. That's just like I can't help it. You know, I was I was really bad. I was really bad with my R's too in like elementary school. I remember taking speech classes. I'm still not very good with my R's. Um, I, I don't think people pick up on it as much now. It's definitely a lot more subtle and it's definitely a lot better. But yeah, dude, I used to just straight W them mugs. Like I was Dewey and Hawkins. <laughs> I used to just straight <laughs> W them mugs. <laughs> I was, yeah, were we courting a podcast today? Okay, that, that wasn't right. Cause that wasn't even an R. Oh. But I, I put one in there. Fuck it. <laughs> Oh goodness! I think on that note, I'll go ahead. And just go, go ahead to go number four, which is body language. Body language is, I want to say to me, like for me. So I did communications up at Morehead State University for two years. Body language was one of the things they pushed out heavily to us, and you don't see us really doing. You know, you don't get to really see our body language. You don't get to see us move or anything. Man, that's just because one, we're sitting down. In front of a camera, no one's here. It's just me and him. Bang bang. But two body body language is the nonverbal communication that we ha- that we as humans can pick up naturally. Some of our, uh, some of us are better than others at it, but that just takes practice and practice to be able to is, do those first introductions. You can, if you can sit there and look at their body language to see how they how they posture themselves and stuff. It's like sometimes it's like oh you just. You instantly posture up as well and stuff. Uh, the best, the best one that I remember from is when me and Darian went to a car show, and the first person that we met that actually talked uh, talked to us pulled out of a Shelby Cobra GT500, looked like just came out of the lot. Literally, he looked and he looked at us, and go, "Yeah, if you see a guy in uh, in this type of vehicle, let me know." Buttoned up his suit, walked away. <laughs> like, it, but like. <laughs> That body language instantly set the tone for the introduction for us. There was there was no first handshake or nothing. It's just literally that body language set the first initial response. And this is where I'm tying in back earlier when I was talking about him. If you ever watch, go and watch his speeches, his hands are constantly moving. He doesn't move himself. But his hands are always moving. When you're moving a body part, when you're moving anything, it's going to grab attention. Action always grabs his, grabs the human eye quicker than, you know, a voice or anything. Because it just naturally, as soon as I move this hand, as soon as I move anywhere, start moving. And that's just why teachers, if you ever, uh, when you're in the classroom and stuff, or professors, they constantly are moving around. Because not only does that make their voice move around, but it also any that action you're following, following. So you na- you have to then naturally go to uh, go back to the uh, step two, which is to listen. So body language is a huge part of uh, ancestral skills. Yeah, for sure. And un- understanding body language and understanding body cues is really important when you're shaking someone's hand. Understanding how much work you're actually going to have to do before they believe what you're saying. Men, we're at a disadvantage here. Okay. I don't know if, if how many people know this, but women are extremely socially calibrated. They understand social situations way better than us. 
they are better socially than us. We are extremely awkward naturally, so we have to work a little harder at this. Women naturally are a little more social. So guys, when you're walking out of Walmart and your girl grabs you and she's like, did you see the way that cash register looked at us? And you're like, no. She probably looked at you some type of way. You just didn't pick up on it. Trust me. Women are really, really, really good at this. They're really, really good at reading body language. They're really good socially, period. But this does come with a caveat. They do tend to show their emotions at a higher level. They do tend to wear their um, emotions on their sleeve a little more. So they're, it's a lot harder for them to hide their body language. So if you are doing business with a girl or interacting with a girl, you can typically read them a little better than a man. Than a man. Men typically tend to be more stoic when reading their body language. But it is, but it is important. And it is, you know, women are just naturally better. So guys... You, there, there was probably a look. Some chick was probably looking at her funny or some person was probably looking at her funny. She's probably right. She's not crazy. You just didn't see it because you don't have the same social calibration she has. But um, yeah, it is important when you're, when you're doing a handshake to read those social cues and be aware of your own body language, your own social cues, right? I always say, don't speak to somebody with your hands crossed. Right. And if you do, you don't want to tuck. I can, you can't see me now, but if you do, you don't want to tuck your hands under your armpits. You want to leave them on top of your arms. Right. That That's a little more open. Really, you don't want to cross your hands at all when speaking to somebody that's kind of a, a sign that you're closed off, that you're a little more to yourself. Make sure your feet are pointed to them. If your feet are pointed away, that's a sign that you don't want to speak to them. So just stay away. Be aware of your body cues. And then I would. I would recommend that you study yourself and then you study your social situations that you're in. So if you're talking to somebody you don't want to talk to, analyze yourself during that conversation. Okay, what am I doing? Is my, are my shoulders pointed towards this person? Am I pointing away from, from this person? Um, how am I having a conversation with this person? Am I, you know, am, am I, am I standing in an open in a way that is open, that is receptive? Am I using my hands? I think Chris made a really good point of using your hands. It's really, really important. You should always be using your hands when you're talking to somebody. It keeps their attention. It shows that you're invested. It shows that you're interested. I use my hands a lot. You can't really see my hands. I have my laptop up on a stand. Um, so always try to be aware of your body language and learn how to read other people's body language. Chris, anything else on body language or do we move on to the next point, which I think is a really big one. Let me yeah. say this, and this is going on all platforms. Go check this out on YouTube Tuesday when it drops. The full video podcast, check it out Tuesday when it drops. This is going to be the best one we ever put out on YouTube. It's going... Just do it. Just do it. You missed so much already. Just staying on Spotify, being a freaking bum, not getting the full podcast. <laughs> just over here, do, 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 do. we always, oh, yeah, the full podcast comes out on Tuesday. And you're like, these guys are great, but f you. No, go to YouTube. Go to YouTube. Watch this one. You're not going to regret it. It's going to be hilarious. You're going to see Chris literally talk to nobody for like 30 seconds. It's hilarious. It's great. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, go to YouTube Tuesday. It'll be out. The full version, go to YouTube. That's what we want you to watch. Check it out. This can be uh, the only one, God. okay? I, it, we'll probably have more fun ones like this. But, yeah, go to YouTube. Bums. All right. <laughs> Take it away, Chris. Hold on, hold on. Oh, but before, no, before let me do another transition. Oh, it's me? Well, let me transition it back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like, what, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> transition it back to me, baby. Man, okay. I think this is the I think this is the one that we um, we've had the most personality, and I will go ahead for for yeah, say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, give us feedback too. 
yeah, give us feedback. If you like this a little more, give us. I don't feedback. know y'all. I need I need more sound effects, man. Well, me... I don't know y'all gonna roast me, so go right on the head. <laughs> I, I need more sound effects, man. Okay, so um, so transitioning back to me one more time. We are talking about creating your tribe, okay? So I say creating your tribe. I don't say creating your friend group. I don't say creating the people closest to you. I say creating your tribe because it is a tribe. You become a tribe. If we're creating a tribe, can I have a TP? Bruh. <laughs> so I always say tribe because when you think of a tribe, you think of people that fight together, live together, they create a community together, they die together, they stick together. That Your tribe is the people closest to you that you are willing to, to damn near die for. Okay, If you're not willing to die for, you're willing to damn near, you're going to fight with these people. You're going to ride with these people. Okay, so when creating your tribe, you need to be extremely picky. Okay, so the thing about a tribe is, um, in, in, a lot of, in a lot of tribes traditionally, in t the, the weak were the weak were outcasts. There were no weak. Okay, so they worked together so that they all could be strong. That's what you want in today's world. That's what you want. You want a group of people that's going to work together so that you all can be strong. You're going to push each other. Okay, a lot of times tribes would fight. They would fight amongst each other to get better, to become better. They would train amongst each other. If I kicked your ass and you was in my tribe, I would help you up and say, okay, this is why I kicked your ass. And you would be receptive to that. Okay. This is something that I think is invaluable. Okay. And I've been pushing and I've been pushing my boys a lot lately. And, um, Chris, Chris misses all this. Chris isn't in the, Chris isn't in the, in the, in the group chat. So he misses all this, but I've been pushing them like crazy. Um, and you know, I've been tough and I've been mean and I've been hard, but they, but they're very receptive and they, and they, and they listen and they say, okay, cool. Well, if I don't start getting better, Derek's going to be a dickhead. Yes. I'm a dickhead to my friends. I'm a bigger dickhead to my friends than I am to anybody on this podcast, to any, to any of you guys, when I'm calling you fat, lazy pieces of shit and all this other stuff. I, I'm extremely hard on my tribe. My tribe is becoming to be extremely hard on me, and that's what I want. I want a group of people that's going to make me better. I want a true group of people that's going to compete with me within the tribe. We're all going to try to be the best we can be within our tribe. That way, when we go out and people see us, I walk in with a group of people who are the best in the building. And I talked about this in one of our demo podcasts. There's actually a, a, a clip released, a released of it where we want to be the best in any building we walk into, okay? So you need to find your tribe, and you need to allow a, a group of people around you who think like you, who act like you, who want to be just as good as you, who want to be better than you, who want to make you better, who are willing to die for you. If you're going out with a group of people, the world is rough. The world is unpredictable. Something, God forbid, something happened. You want people there next to you that are willing to stand beside you and protect you, and you will protect them, okay? That's what you want. Your tribe is going to be monumental in your growth. Your tribe is going to be monumental in making you great, okay? Your tribe is going to matter. Your tribe is what, they're, they're the people who you're going to build memories with. They're the people who you're going to 
do things with that's going to create long lasting memories and long lasting stories and long lasting points of happiness and, and, and interest. You want people around you that make you better that constantly strive to be better, that want to be better. Well, if you don't have these people around you, you need to find these people. And if you have the wrong people around you, you need to let them go. And I'm going to let Chris go into letting people go and cutting them out of your tribe, you know, putting their head under the guillotine, cutting it off. Like, swing! I ain't going to say the F word anymore, Chris. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> but in- the reason why you none of y'all probably heard me cuss is just because I live when I live stream I tend to not cuss, so I I hold myself back when I'm ever I'm recording or anything. So listen, homie, you ain't gonna hear it out of listen, me. Listen, homie, I don't even be cussing like that, like that, not for real, for real. But here's the thing, y'all be pissing me off, man. Crazy <laughs> over here listening. Listen, this is the third podcast we've released. I wonder how many people. I wonder how many people actually took accountability for their life got off their butt and actually did something. My my guess is like 2% of y'all, I hope it'd be more, but my guess would be like 2% of y'all was like, you know what? Yeah, I should, yeah, this is my fault. And then everyone else was like, oh, he has great points. And they turned the computer off, sat in front of their TV with a big bowl of cheese puffs. He just eating it. And then they went to their job at McDonald's, worked four hours, came home, to their mama's basement and just continued eating their cheese puffs just all day. You know what I'm saying? And then oh, they come yeah. back and they tuned into the next episode and they was like, yeah, he's talking about, he's talking about how people are, yeah, yeah I can agree. Yeah, I'm fat because of, oh, <laughs> yeah, I could definitely lose weight. Oh, you're so right. Then they close the laptop and continue eating that cheese puffs again. So yeah, um, letting people go. Chris, transition. <laughs> Oh my goodness, this is gonna be that's gonna be hard to transition out of. But yeah, uh, letting people go walking away, saying that statement makes it sound easier than it actually is. Because letting people go, sometimes it's not just the ones that you just met itself. Because if you just met somebody, you know, it's you don't have that much of a connection to them, so it's not hard, that hard letting them go. The the hardest ones to let go is the ones that are close that have been the closest to you. There, we all of us have been through this at least once in our life where we've had to say, "I, I can't be associated with you," because you're not going. We're not walking the same paths. It's okay. It is okay to let go. So that means that somebody else can now walk in that is meant to be walking next to you. Because this, this ties really heavily into getting the right people around you. Because you let go of a toxic, you let go of somebody who's not pushing you, and you bring in somebody who's doing 120%, 130% more than that person was, and taking you to higher heights. Yeah, that's their part of that tribe. You're their part of your tribe now. And so that when you have that small bickering, it's no longer it's no it's no longer a huge argument. It's more of, all right, this is the reason why you're wrong. I'm giving the reason. This is how you can improve it. It becomes a conversation, a conversation to expand your mind and knowledge of the universe. Like we was talking about. Yeah. So it like all this is tying in guys. But and I will say the biggest, one of the biggest things in, uh, that happened in my life was when uh, I dropped out of college. But as soon, as soon as I came back to my hometown here, literally that's the, was, it was almost the talk of the town. It was like, okay, oh, dropped out. He has to be stupid or something. It's like I'd lost so many people that quote unquote was there for me, supported me when I was in college. 
But now that I was out do, earning money, I'm earning money instead of being more in debt. Nobody's around. It got very quiet. The only people that I still had left was uh, this man right here. And and then I had my other homeboys, but just know, you know, people come and go. The door, the doors are always open. The doors never close until you sit there and you look, you look at him and say, this door's closed. You can never come back because you're not pushing me to where I need to be. And I can get through to you. That's when that door is fully closed. Yeah, I, I, I'd preach don't get too attached to anybody. Um, at the end of the day, you can do everything on your own. And when I say you can do everything on your own, I don't mean that you don't need people around you to help you and assist you. I mean that you can find other people to help you and assist you, right? There's billions and billions of people in the world. The people around you, you don't need them. You don't need them for your for your social for your social needs, right? Because everyone has some type of social needs. You don't need those people for your social needs. You have more than enough people out there that you can meet, who you can shake hands with, who you can build a bond with to to satisfy those social needs and who will push you. Remember this, surround yourself with, with four millionaires, you'll be the fifth. Okay. So uh, yeah, don't get too attached to people. Be be able and willing to let anybody go who's not helping you, who's not pushing you forward. Just be able to walk away. Don't get emotionally attached to where you're gonna cry uh, when they're not in my life anymore. When I miss I miss Tommy. When I miss going to Tommy's mom's house and and playing video games and 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 jerking off to prawn. When weird stuff like that. Like we don't. We don't do that around. You like how I censor that, don't you? You like how I you like how I censor that, don't you? You like how I censor that. I was trying so hard. I was trying so hard not to break character. I was trying so hard not to break character, but then they kept. Listen, listen, listen. I, I was I was gonna say the hub, but I prawn better. I don't even know who. That's not even mine. I took I took that I took that from somebody, but. Uh, yeah, don't oh, sit here and God. cry about about those losers. Oh my God, we're not we're not smoking the the big green anymore with my friend Timmy. Timmy's a bum. Timmy don't got a job. Okay, you don't want Timmy around you. So be ready. So be willing to let Timmy off. And really, people like that, you should be able to cut off no emotional ties. Like, like screw you, Timmy. Um. So yeah, that's that. I'm not going to do another transition. Um, but I do think I'm going to add some type of sound effects into there. I don't know. Um, so drum roll to our next one. That's a transition, though. I just said I wasn't going to, you know, screw it. Did my mic pick that up? We'll do it live. Did my mic pick that up? My mic didn't pick that up. Dude. The, the, what? the F-bomb? No. Bam. Told you I wasn't going to say it no more. Okay, so moving on. Um, how to improve your social skills, how to get better at speaking, talking, meeting people, etc. Everything that we kind of went over during this podcast. Um, the first one is I'm going to say creating everyday conversations with people. So typically, if you're going to Walmart, you use the self-checkout because it's faster. It's technically not faster. Okay, sometimes it is. But I would recommend you go to some to um an actual cashier that way while they're checking you out you can speak to them you can say hey how's your day have a nice day i would say create regular conversations when you're going out to eat with your waiters or waitresses create regular conversations with random people walk up say hi how are you doing 
Yeah, just creating everyday conversations and, and being able to talk to people in an everyday setting and everyday life setting, that's going to automatically help you get better, just being able to have those conversations. Uh, moving on to Chris. All right, and for me, um, uh, it would be I just totally messed up. Keep going. So we're, so we're, here, we're here for the mess-ups and stuff. So YouTube, you're going to be happy with this. Watch Go on YouTube. Go ahead and roast me. I don't care. Tuesday. Uh, asking, asking open-ended question. That's always the hardest thing to do. Everybody that I know, and I'm guilty of it too, we ask closed-ended questions, questions that don't turn into conversation. Open-ended questions are intended to lead to conversations. Some of your best people who ask the open-ended questions are actually reporters. Reporters are very good for that. Uh, when I was in communications, that was the, the besides body language, the next thing was open-ended questions. Always, always. And I still, re I still remember we had three class periods. And then there was this one person that kept getting up there. I swear, it seemed like they would go on for the whole class. But that was just because every question they asked, was thought of, was thought through, and they had the ways to answer them to lead, to lead to more questions, which is a great, great social skill to have. And the best and the best way to improve yourself to ask even more open-ended questions, start asking yourself those questions and see if you can get yourself to continue a conversation, and then start trying to use it. I would say bet your you've got your tribe. Use it on your tribe. Get their feedback as well. You're going to always be able to criticize yourself when you're speaking to yourself, but you're going to need your tribe to criticize your so, uh, your speaking skills to other people. But let's face it, I can I can talk to myself all day, and I do it. It's a very bad habit. I'm going to say here transition this one back to Darian. and he's going to have our last topic on uh, to improving your social skills. Yeah, I want to, I want to touch the asking open ended questions. Um. One of the best questions to ask somebody is, uh, and, I, and I ask this to a lot of people, one of the best questions to ask is, um, where do you see yourself in five years? Big one. It's a big one. See if they see if they have their future planned out. See how passionate they are, how concerned they are with their future. It's a big one. Because they say they're just taking it day by day. <laughs> they're gone. But yeah, if they don't have their future planned out, they're probably not someone who's highly ambitious and someone you want around you. But moving on to the next one, this is uh, talking in the mirror. So, um, people, you might think I'm crazy for this. You might think I'm weird for this, but it's definitely helped me a lot. I talk in the mirror. I have conversations with myself all the time. I debate with myself. I play devil's advocate on topics that I agree with. I do this often. I look in the mirror when I speak before I do anything while I'm having to speak in front of people. I like to speak in the mirror first. I like to do it in the mirror first. Um, I typically don't write speeches word for word. I think that's weird. I think it comes off extremely robotic. So I'll write down bullet points and then I'll practice the speech several times and it will never come out the same way twice. This way I know when I'm speaking, I have a general idea of what to say and it's going to come out in order. It's going to come out organized. It's going to come out well. And then when having conversations with myself, that just makes me a better conversationalist, which everybody wants to be a better conversationalist. You need to be a better conversationalist. So yeah, I mean, talking in the mirror, talking to yourself, that helps quite a bit. 
And then this is going to help you carry conversations with other people. Another thing I want to touch, the, the last thing I want to touch is this BS, this crap. An introvert does not exist. It is a word people with terrible social skills use to comfort themselves for having terrible social skills. If being an introvert is simply just being shy, you choose to be shy. Okay, that is a choice. You can develop, you can you can develop social skills and you can develop a social personality. Nobody is an introvert. Oh, I just don't like people. Bullshit, guy. You like people. There's no way you don't like people. If you didn't like people, you would never want to be around anybody. You wouldn't have any, you wouldn't have any friends. And go check the statistics on depression levels for people who don't have who don't have very much social interaction with other people. It's very high. Right. Not have not socializing with people correlates directly with depression. Okay. Or feeling depressed. Okay. Misery loves company. So you want to be around people. It's simply, you don't know how you're, you're, you're nervous. You're afraid you're going to mess up. You don't like being around people because you feel like you're going to be judged for what you say. You need to simply improve your social skills. And as you improve your social skills, you're going to get more comfortable being around people. You're going to get more comfortable talking to people and you will no longer be an introvert. It is not, it is not a thing that is incurable. It's not a real thing. Okay. I understand that people may be more naturally social than others. And some people may naturally be a little more shy than others, but that is something you can work on. That is definitely something you can improve. It's such a stupid, it's such a stupid word. It's such a stupid title to give somebody. Oh, well, you're just introverted. No, you're just really bad at talking. You're just really bad at social skills. You need to improve that. You need to get better at that. So yeah, I mean, that's my thought on that. Like you're, you're literally just, just shy and you don't want to improve on it. So you say you're an introvert. The, I'll touch base here just a little bit because I guess uh, like before um, before me and him like are on this path of success, I kind of – I did consider myself I guess, this quote-unquote introvert because – Like, okay, let's – I'm going to turn this timetable back to high school. And you can ask this man right here. When as soon as I walked through this through those doors, I had my hoodie on, I had headphones in, and I looked like I was the. I can't say it on YouTube, but I looked like I was going to uh, coming in there to do something I shouldn't do. <laughs> I had I had the oversized Texas hoodie with headphones in, and I that was literally me. I just didn't. I and I would avoid. You can ask him. I avoided everybody. I did not want to talk to anybody. No, Darian was just like so extroverted. I was like, I don't. I don't. I want to be around him, but I don't want to be around him. Because it was a weird mix. It was a weird mixed feeling because he would always bring people. He would always bring people I did not know. As Dude, me. Because cool. for me, for me though, I'm gonna lie. Well, like for me, it was at that point in time in my life. It was like we're meeting new uh, meeting new people was hard because especially after i got uh, after i had been dealing with bullying and stuff so it was really hard for me to accept new people into coming uh, coming into around my so around my social circle but now uh, nowadays then like i'm more open to do it i've done after do, you know working doing jobs and stuff it's working uh, working jobs is definitely one of the best way uh, best ways that helped me to get out of that I guess you could say being shy, 
because when you're doing customer service, you can't be shy or people are going to overpair. You have to have that backbone. You have to have, be able to have the social skills to talk about and talk with people. So customer service is the best way to uh, do that. But I will just say, be careful with customer service because the horror stories are out there. So if you don't work it too long is what I'm saying. Working with people is awesome. I love it. But it's also the biggest headache you will ever have. Obviously, you're listening to this podcast, so you are not average or you do not want to be average. You are working to be phenomenal when you want to be phenomenal. So we are different than the average person. The average person is a lazy dickhead. Like they're like they're they're lazy, they're POS, they think everything should be given to them, they think everything should be earned. So I understand when you're working in customer service and people don't get what they want. Um, they, they get really, really PO'd and yeah, you have to clean that mess up. And sometimes it don't even make sense. People get mad. People get mad that the sky's blue. Okay, dude, like, what do you want me to do about it? I can't fix the sky, right? That's, that's what it is. That's what it's like when, when working with people. So just be prepared for that. Oh yeah. Um, is that, is that, is that, is that everything? I do. I believe it is. He, that's all I've got on my notes right here besides uh, closing thoughts. Hey. Okay, so um, closing thoughts. Um, social skills, speaking, it's really important. Articulation is really important. It's the most powerful thing in the world. It makes you an extremely dangerous person, which is necessary to become extremely rich or to become extremely successful to build your social standing. Um, again, it makes you dangerous. You do not need to act upon that danger unless needed. Okay, when your back's against the wall. And... Um, yeah, so, you know, it's a powerful thing. Um, work on your social awareness. Make sure you improve in your areas socially. Make sure you create your tribe. Chris, closing thoughts? Uh, yeah, so ask more Ask more open-ended question, guys. It's going to lead to that conversation, which is going to improve on mo- uh, more on everything. And bas- basically... The YouTube is your is the greatest tool because you have so many influencers on there. Definitely go on there and look, uh, look up people because these terms that we sit here and just said like body language, articulation, listening, first impressions. You can look at those videos. You don't even have to take everything from them, but just listen and take a take those take those advice and apply it. I mean, that's all I really got to wrap up and to say you can also listen to other people speak and try to mimic the way they speak and mimic the way they talk and their um cadences and their word the words they use make sure if you don't understand a word you always look it up and then try to use it later in the day yeah so guys thanks for watching make sure you check this out on youtube if you don't you are literally lame if you're only watching this if you only watch this episode on spotify or apple Podcasts, let me tell you you are missing out on a lot i understand our last um last Tuesday and the Tuesday before that the podcast were a little more straightforward. It was, you know, there's not a lot of extra tidbits of information, but in this one, this one's been fun. It's been great. We've been laughing. I'm blurring out words. I'm inserting sound effects. It'll be great. So I really encourage you guys to watch this on YouTube Tuesday, Thursday. We'll have another piece of content coming out. I don't know what it'll be, but it'll be something fun. It'll be something interesting. Um, And then next Sunday will be our next episode. Okay. So, Again, catch us on Faith is Motivation on all platforms except Instagram, where we are Faith is Motivation Pod. And we will see you later.
here. I'm talking really slow because I want to play a sound effect, but I can't find one. Cheering, cheering, cheering. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. We love it. Thanks, guys.